12 franchises, 11 rounds, 132 young men who are about to become picks in the Battle of the Willamette, a day where lives are changed, fates are decided, dynasties are born, and the clock is always ticking. Of course, I'm talking about draft day. Welcome to the Battle of the Willamette Podcast, the flagship program for the Battle of the Willamette League, the 11th year, almost the best year. <laughs> Welcome in, guys. How's it going? Hello. 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 This isn't the best year? Almost? It, next year's always the best year. Oh, yeah. got it. Okay, that makes sense. I yeah, got to be determined. TBD. On <laughs> We're back. Nice. Finally. I feel like CJ's cheating on us being on this podcast though. So it's it's good to get him good good to get him back on the right side here. Well, but for the record, it's a like a vodcast slash podcast, the buzz. And I kind of felt bad for Hawk Attack because no one else wanted to do it. So I just sort of you know, I did it to fill time. I mean, you guys are busy these days. Yeah, it's That's true. It's like uh, it's like daytime TV. It's just uh, I I thought he was Tony Kornheiser there, just trying to play the part for a little bit. Uh, then we didn't get any faces on there, but you know, the buzz has been it's been okay. But it is daytime TV, and uh, and the Battle of the Lambeth podcast will still always be number one. Yeah, well, for sure, and it was a little better than okay, just for the record. But I mean, I I do have some notes from a technical standpoint. Oh, okay. Uh, real, your voice is real quiet. Marty's is real loud, real high. Um, <laughs> I've got to, I've got to turn it up and turn it down. Maybe that's my stereo, but I mean, these are just some notes. But well, I did, you know, I finally found my microphone. Don't, don't I sound a little better right now? I mean, I finally found my microphone in my, as I'm steadily unpacking the stuff that I don't need every day, and I found my microphone, and it's much better now. The problem is, is when Marty puts the music in after listening to an episode of The Beat, pretty anemic. <laughs> I just ask you, like, it's just, it's so boring when it's just like, there's no, like, music, there's no sound effects, there's there's nothing. And The Beat kind of comes on, it's like, you know, it's got the oh, whole you're ready. Yeah, I just loop the intro of the beat constantly, or I'll go, I'll just switch over to Apple Music and play whatever it is. But uh, <laughs> when when Marty throws it on, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's like someone's phone is not on speaker, but you can hear the music <laughs> through them talking with it to the, with their ear to the phone or something. It's, it's, you know, it's muted. Well, it's like you, wanna, you either need to turn it up or turn it off. Like I want... <laughs> I want more or I don't want any. Let's, where's the happy medium? He doesn't have a producer like we do. Like, come on, we have a producer. That's why we're the flagship. Like we're legit. Like it's a bigger deal over here. Like we have a production company. We've got stats. We've got all kinds of information. We actually prepare. This is very different than the buzz. And the beat, give me a break. Most of their facts aren't even right. <laughs> and they've got the production studio and an intern. Yeah. <laughs> They have they have probably one of the nicest studios I've seen, yet it's just the quality of the information's kind of subpar. 
Yeah, they spend a lot of money on all of the other parts, but the uh, the fact checking is is the tough one. So, <laughs> look, I can tell he's an intern. That's why I'm giving him uh, a little bit of grace right now. But when he's no longer an intern, he needs to know fantasy football a little bit better. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> No I agree. Is, no one is paying you for this information. So when someone <laughs> does, let's get it right. All jokes aside, it's good to have content. It means that more people are engaged in the Battle of Lama. It's a long off season, and thank God it's just about over. Yeah, and I've heard whispers, whispers of yet another program that might be coming Ooh. to a Slack near you. I don't Ooh. know. Just heard about it. We'll see. Ooh. Might be two. I've heard I've heard a lot. I've heard a lot of chatter out there. There's a lot of programming, a lot of, you know, people that want to, you know, get more followers and stuff, you know, and get a big, bigger deal for them. I don't know. I don't know what that is. It's hard for us to understand because we're so far beyond that. But, you know, for the rest of the little people, you got to you kind of got to, you know, it's fine. Do what you got to do. Well, once we trailblazed globally, <laughs> literally. For all of those followers internationally, I don't blame them. Design. That's all I got to say is design. <laughs> Big in Germany. Big in Germany. Well, before we get to that, Justin, what's uh, what's new? How's things? Summer's been great. It's been a lot of a lot of uh, soccer. Uh, soccer dad over here. I think we had eight games over the three-day weekend. Uh, 95 <laughs> degrees. I got a good base tan going. Um, going into uh, fall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And school school is back in today. Uh, I take that back yesterday. So kids are back. Summer is over, um, which is where I take three or four days to just uh, dive right into fantasy football prep and get ready for the draft. So it was a good summer. I heard uh, I heard there was a big birthday, though. You turn a year older. I did. I did turn a year older. It was uh, it was a good time. We spent the day on the shoots raft in the rapids it was uh it was a real good time we got uh Anna and the boys were uh finishing up the summer she had a couple of days off so we got to do that and do some lounging and we're um planning a trip to hawaii in october as kind of a late celebrate just get out of the do or not the doom and gloom but get out of that gray weather and kind of get a little bit of sun so when, little delay, it would be great. What island? Uh, there was a deal to go to the big island. Oh, nice. We're stay in Kona. Uh, what was it? $500 round trip, buy one, get one. Wow, that's deal. tremendous. Yeah, just the adults. So. Oh, well, okay. Someone, someone spilled the beans and let the kids know, and they are none too happy. Oh. Deal with it. Deal with it. Jay, how was your summer? It's been busy. Like, we were... You know, we were talking about this the other day. We've had like maybe two weekends since May, since the meetings that we haven't had people in town or had to be somewhere or something. It's been it's been busy. I haven't got up to my cabin enough, you know, like like normally it's been kind of kind of one of those summers. It's just busy. And, you know, so it's it's you know, it's we got this weekend coming up and it's kind of busy going on the rest of the month. At least, you know, there's, you know, September's a little busy, but then it starts to, you know, kind of quiet down a little bit. And then we got, we're going to Mexico and in Ooh. November for a wedding. It's been a lot of weddings this year. It's been like five weddings. It's crazy. It's just been busy. It's been a busy summer. I'm, I'm ready for it to be over. 
Yeah, that's what happens when you're in your 20s. A lot of your friends getting married, <laughs> a lot of things happening. You know, it's you know, it's boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of what what birthday was this for you there, hip hop? Uh, almost instrumental. It was 49. Okay, I knew it. I knew it. Years on this earth. I knew it because I knew that because I think I think he, on the beat he got me was trying to say it was your 50th, and I knew it wasn't. So, and I just thought, am I off? No, I can't be off. This doesn't make sense. Yep. 1974, a great year. So yeah, it's one of the best. Yep, yep. Yeah, right around yeah. the corner. Big, uh, big year next year. So yeah, yeah. Closing it down. <laughs> Closing it down. As the, it down. As the boys told me in the card that they wrote for me five years ago, you were over the hill, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you assholes. <laughs> Dang kids. Hey kids. Well, I see in my screen that it uh it's about that time. Hey Justin. What's on tap? This is also the time of the year as we prepare for the draft that people start thinking about what that B Y O B uh six pack is gonna be as you show up. So um this is what i've actually found in the fridge this was left over from a party or, or something you know we hosted maybe fourth of july here over the summer and i thought i would pull it out i haven't been drinking as much beer but i did have one of these the other day this is from georgetown brewing obviously it's always been a favorite of mine that brewery uh but this is the double ipa we saw a triple ipa from hawk attack the other night which i don't i don't venture into that space wasn't it a quadruple was it a quad yeah yeah that sounds like uh he got me uh coffees in the morning but uh <laughs> this, this is just a double but it's got a little story with it this is called the uh the meowza Meow. double ipa it's got a it's got i don't know if you guys can see this but it's got a oh yeah i see that winky kitten a little winky kitten on there which got me thinking as i was drinking this over under two and a half leaguers that own a cat what i don't uh, know because most of our leaguers are married i'm gonna go over i'm gonna like i don't know that's not like, many that's only like there's 12 of us well let's see who's got who do you think has a cat well slumlord oh ob- absolutely obviously <laughs> and that and that's just he didn't want one but that's just because he rescued one on a call <laughs> from a tree oh, yeah, yeah. He, he might he might have twelve just from rescuing him. Yeah, yeah, he's got he's got enough for everybody, but it still counts as only one. You can't say no. And I kind of feel like Electro is probably a cat guy too. You know, yeah. like he kind of seems like that kind of guy. Marty what? feels like Marty feels like a snuggle up cat guy. I, I, we've seen he the does, dog. but he doesn't. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a cat though. He's also way too clean to have cat. Oh, that's true. Or... Yeah. Well, cats are pretty clean. They're licking their butts all the time, and yeah, but then you have to like that pile of like what is that stuff like that gravel stuff or whatever, and oh yeah, weird and they yeah. crap. Roca. Is there anything more controversial or just an automatic judge of someone if they have like multiple cats? <laughs> because no one bats an eye if you got two dogs. You got four cats roaming around. You're like. No, they're gonna eat you when you die. So. <laughs> exactly. You know they're, they're in for trouble. 
Yeah, I don't know who else would have a like. I, I don't think Products does. Right? Gore has a cat. Gore does. Gore. I believe it. Oh well, there's your over two and a half. I think I think Gore Rock has got more than one cat prowling around. Well, we'll Gore find might, out on Thursday. Gore yeah. might have one of those cats with the pointed ears, like the, uh, <laughs> you know, it's been bred with a with a tiger or something like one of those right. space cats or something that feels yeah. like it just sits next to him while he is being oh no he holds it and pets yeah. it while he's on yeah. like conference doctor doctor evil style exactly. while he's goring people with trades yeah you know he's oh, oh, yeah oh. he's like yes i have a great job for you you'll love let, this job let me offer you this for that <laughs> it's a good deal for you yeah, right. well, I guess that it is over. I'll take the over then. Wow. Okay. If you like, I think we get more. Uh, it'd be a harder if you said over under three and a half. I think that's that's where I'm like, realistically, I'd, I'm going to have to go with the under and think it's a push. I'm giving the league the benefit of the doubt. And I think even <laughs> at, at one and a half, I hope we're going under. <laughs> It's like, we can handle Slumlord being in the league with that cat, but that's it. Nobody else. No other cats. Damn thing was caught in a tree. He was doing his job. It wasn't yeah, his fault. We can forgive that. It was all like purring and meowing or whatever they do. Like, he couldn't help it. You know, he got sucked into it. And then it's like, now I got to deal with this damn cat. He locked eyes for more than two seconds and it was over. Yeah. The keeper. Yeah. Yeah. One last thing before we get off the beers. Uh, I was in the great state of Idaho two weeks ago and found the best Costco deal on beer that I've ever found. Normally, I speak pretty highly of the four-pack 16-ouncers that you can get at Costco. Oh, yeah. and they've, oh, yeah. they've got some good brands. They've, you know, they've got some Fort George. They've got some Crux. They've got some, um, some other good stuff in there. Uh, I was in the Coeur d'Alene costco and they had a is it lean eye lean eye yeah it's a l-i-n-i yeah and this is a this is a favorite of um products is also and i believe electro's on this train it's a it's a seattle based uh brewery but get this hazy ipa i see that it's the tall cans I'm like, you know what? It's cheap. I'm just going to grab that's a great deal. Pick it up and almost pull my shoulder out of socket because it is a six pack of oh. 19.2 ounce cans. Wow. A six pack. And I want to say it was less than $12. You won't find that in Utah. Idaho doing it right. That's all I'm saying. Hey, doing Idaho's it got it going right. on, man. I can't help it. Well, we appreciate the insight, but we've been um, scolded many times for talking about Oregon beers that you can't get in Idaho, and now we got one in Idaho that you can't. Now get you know in. how I feel. Now oh, I can... Damn it! Thank you, bud. Yep, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. So it looks like next on our list. So I know everyone's excited about the draft coming up and the new season and everything, and we're digging in. Um, I think CJ, didn't you, uh, you want us to do a little bit of homework and put something together? 
Well, I just was saying, like, we need some bold predictions. And I sent mine out in print. I put them out there. And I challenged South of Seattle Entertainment, The Beat, and Irish News to do the same. I put out my whole predictions, right? Mm -hmm. What I thought, who was going to win the divisions, who was going to score the most points. Like, I threw it all down. I threw it on there. And Irish Puddles, he threw it down. And I challenged the beat and South of Seattle Entertainment to do the same. Bold predictions. Still still waiting? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I haven't seen anything. Ah, well, we got some from from Irish News. That's what I'm saying. Irish News came through, but the beat and South of Seattle Entertainment, nothing. Not a word. The beat is too busy pulling in special guests to deal with the bullshit you're sending their way. <laughs> Let's kick it off. I know that we did some homework, Justin. Since I I'm guess it's just me you and guys... you. Since well, well, well. Let me just say, he's already got all of his bold predictions out there. Well, let me just print. throw them out there for those of you that maybe haven't read the newsletter. Let me write hmm. it down in the pen. There wasn't that much about hip hop, so I only skimmed it. I know how you are. I know how it is. And I and I I get it. But let me just tell you what my bold my my predictions are bold big time. I'm saying American division champion, Irish Puddles. Mm. National division champion. Hip hop. No. Cowboy. Oh. Uh most points has to go to Irish Puddles. He'll still screw it up, obviously, based on where I'm going with this. Best record. Irish Puddles, Comeback Franchise, Gotta Be Hawk Attack, Bitter Bull Champion, Irish Puddles, Ooh. and then the Duck Heisman winner will be Jalen Hurts. So what I'm saying is that Products is going to defeat Irish Puddles in the playoffs. He's going to go. He's going to face Gore. It's going to be amazing, and somebody, somebody's got to win. I don't know who's going to win yet. I haven't got that far yet, but that's a big deal. Like, those are bold predictions. You were mediocrely bold right up to the end there, and then fizzled out. But what, uh, you don't think you don't think that saying products versus gore is bold? I think it's bold. I, well, I think it's bold-ish, but I also think <laughs> putting Irish puddles in there for most points and everything else not too bold. But hey, but at least you put it out there, and I appreciate that. And one thing that I'll say, Irish Puddles will fail to get the triple the triple crown once again. Mm. You need the most points, the best record, and win the Bridge Bowl to get the coveted triple crown. And for the listeners, how many times has that been done? Well, there's only one member in the league right now that has done that. It was done by a young man in 2017. His franchise... Donka Bronx falling on hard times. Wait, yeah, I mean, the next year was actually my best team, and I barely stumble and stupid hawk attack beats me in the playoffs, and I'm still bitter about it. But I have started talking to him again. We're fine, we're good. So, as we go through our bold predictions, because we've obviously done our homework and prepared for this, maybe (laughs) obviously, maybe Bud, you do one back to me, back to you, back to me. Sure, sure. Um, I wasn't clear on the format. <laughs> you know, you can do however you want. There's no format. Okay, good. Cause I didn't follow. I just have, 
I just have some bold predictions, some hot takes. Hot <laughs> yes. takes. Um, you ready for my first prediction? A lot Absolutely. of controversy right here. Slumlord makes the playoffs. That's pretty bold. That's a hot take. Sounds <laughs> like more bold. Sean Watson comes out of his shoes, gets no massages, lights the world on fire. Wow. Bold prediction. Justin, to you. I'm going to leave that one alone, especially you started it with Deshaun Watson comes and then I was done. done. I stopped listening. Come on, this is a family podcast. That's true. That's why I stopped. I turned it off. Here's my first one. Four franchises will find a different QB this season. They will find and use and ultimately keep a different QB. Wow. Through this season. Let me write that fields. What? I'm going to write these down. You guys keep going. All right. So I didn't realize that our uh, fearless leader here had put his predictions down in print. So <laughs> hot off the press, I have updated one of my hot takes for the Battle of the Willamette Bridge Bowl matchup. This year's matchup will be Products v. Electro. Um, bold. Bold. Well, I can, bold, but possible. And I can piggyback that just a little bit with my second bold prediction. I believe that the week 14 winner between Electro and Duck Cowboy will be for the National Division Championship. Woo! Put it all on the line. Is that the last game of the season? It's not as bold. I just think that that's going to be who wins the division. I think we'll both probably be in at that point, but to play each other head-to-head in week 14 in division, there's going to be something riding on it of, of importance. You and IP, yep, absolutely. That was me and Electro. Okay. Oh, wait, are you? I thought you played um, what, what week? Sorry, I must have missed that. 14. Week 14, the final week. Are we fact checking the program right now? Yeah, I just I thought you played. Oh, sorry, you're right. Yep, sorry, I play Irish puddles. Fourteen. <laughs> 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 I knew somebody did. <laughs> yep. Okay, Badonk, I love you. Yeah. Badonk, blue. That's bold. Bold prediction. Badonka Bronx. Finishes last in the American division. Ooh, that's a bad one. Mm. Bold that's... prediction. Bold is beautiful. Okay, I'll take it. I mean, I probably won't forgive you for it, but... It's all right. And I'm not going to say out loud why, because I don't no. want to jinx you. I you don't want this to happen. You I don't want it listening. to happen, but I know why it's going to happen. You haven't been listening to the buzz. I went off on hip hopopotamus. You know what I hadn't got in a good way. Good, good. It's deserved. I've my ears were burning halfway through my drive when I couldn't get to it. (laughs) I'm fast forwarding tomorrow. You will get a sternly worded slack from me. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. One final bold prediction from Duck Cowboy. I believe that Derek Carr will finish 
a top 12 fantasy quarterback in points. Mm. Mm. Dumb one. I will see your Derek Carr <laughs> above and beyond and give you a bonus bold prediction. Bonus bold. Jared Goff, MVP. The NFL MVP? Or the Duck Heisman? NFL MVP. Wow. That is bold. That should make you feel better about the whole last place prediction thing. It does. It makes makes it feel like. Yards on yards on yards on yards. He may run for a thousand yards this year. (laughs) Goff? I hear he's got some new tools in the tool belt he's been working. Goff's going to run for a 1,000 yards. Got it. No, don't write that down. Just MVP. Just MVP. <laughs> Do it. That was my bonus wild prediction. Those are good ones. Good job, guys. All right. I don't know where you go from there. Is it time well, we to start? Gotta, we got draft day reminders. Oh, okay. Moving on. Well, I mean, I don't know. Is that right, bud? Are we moving on or? Well, I got off topic here. Let's see where we at are in the agenda. <laughs> I can see why we were all just thrown for a loop there. Uh, yeah, those bold predictions. We want to follow that up with draft day reminders. So remember, look, look the, the draft day trades have become a thing, right? I know there's a lot of chatter out there. There's a lot of this and that. But you can only have one draft day trade to be involved in. Even if it doesn't go through, you only get one. Right. So like, for example, let's say that Justin and I don't know, K2G2 want to engage in a trade. Right. And they're talking and nothing comes of it. And then, bud, you're like, hey, Justin, I want to do a draft day trade. Too bad. Justin's already been involved in talking about one. So you can't. You can come to me, though. I'm there for you. I'll always be there for you. Mm. Right. Unless he has a draft day trade. That's just, I like to throw that one out first so people don't get confused. But a couple of things to remember. Spell out the player's entire name uh, when you put it in the Slack channel. Right? As because close as possible, or does it have to be exact? Exact. Well, and what we want to stay away from is people saying MVS. Yeah. Or- or Zeke, even though we know who that is, but it's nice to, you know, not get too far into that in case people are like, I want Jones. Williams. <laughs> yeah, like the, 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 it could be a lot of guys like that. I mean, all of them. I want all of the Williams. <laughs> I want all of them. So remember that. And you put it in the 23, 20, 23 draft channel in Slack, right? So when you're ready, you put it in there. Um, if your time expires, mm-hmm. the person behind you jumps you and are now on the clock and you're next. How long, how long has it been since we've had to do that? We did it last year, right? Didn't we have that last year? Did we? Uh, maybe it was the we, year before. The year before, I think we had it multiple times. I think we had it twice. <laughs> yeah. And we are going to have a, a an FOL running oh. the clock for okay. us. So it's going to be on them. So if they say it's done, it's done. Like, that's it. There's no complaining. No bitching, no whining, no excuses. Everyone has a chance to put it in Slack the same. So 
we'll enforce that. And if you do it more than once, expect a fine. You do it more than twice, expect a bigger fine. Mm. And I treat everyone as individuals. So your fine could be different than somebody else's. You just <laughs> never know. Uh, <laughs> the big the big question is, will Greg Oden go number one again this year? <laughs> he might. He might. It's, uh, we'll see what Hawk Attack decides. You never know. That guy's crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what he's going to do. Um, when you're done or in between, you have long pauses and drafts, do not distract everybody else. Let, let the guys that are drafting draft just like the same thing that everyone else gets. Like, don't be a jerk and be loud. Like, I think it was two years ago, people were just getting out of hand. They were trying to distract people and, you know, it wasn't very funny because some of us that have a lot of picks later in the draft, um, we have to really make those picks count. So we need people to be focused and we only have, you know, you don't have as much time. There are no transactions, no waiver pickups, no trades, nothing until after week one. That's a new rule that we put in place this year. So remember that. And that's to get us to having it. That means everyone's going to have an open bench spot when they go and look at the roster for the first time, because we added that seventh bench spot, but we're not going to be filling it until after week one. And that's, gonna, that's, a, that's a great reminder for all the suckers that didn't keep a tight end as a keeper. <laughs> right. I think people are going to mess up the kicker thing, but we'll see what happens. And if you can't fill in all your starting roster spots in week one, you have to pay $10 fab for every open position. And it goes up $5 each time you do that throughout the season. So don't forget. And then don't try to think you're going to pick somebody up tomorrow or the day after the draft and everything's going to be okay. Last thing that I'll say. Rounds one through three are two minutes. Rounds four through six are 90 seconds. Rounds seven through 11 are one minute. And there's 10 minute breaks between three and four and six and seven. So, and it'll be very clear what's going on during that. That's it. During the commotion stuff that you were talking about, there's one thing that tends to come up every mm -hmm. single year that we have to continue to be very... Um, we have to continue to monitor and make sure that it's a zero tolerance situation. And that's throwing out names of players that you think they're going to take right there or should take right there, or here goes Hopkins, or I think this is going to be, and if that stuff happens and there's actual word names of players that are coming out, I think that that's, uh, you know, that's, that's a finable offense in my opinion. Yeah. And cause I do think that the guys that have put forth the effort to be prepared should benefit in the draft and the people that don't come prepared and are looking around for help. I'm not, I don't, I don't know if we really have anybody like that. Well, I, it's not just that it's planting seeds. There's a little gamesmanship to all of it. Sometimes it's not the player that should yeah. be there and they're just trying to get someone to take a player so that the next player will be there later in the draft or somebody else won't get them. Um, yeah. And that stuff, it's a zero tolerance. And uh, I don't know, I don't know, you know, what the punishment is. Hey, but, I'm up for finding people for anything. I'm good with it. And I'll treat everyone as individuals. I promise. Perfect. We don't have an HR department, so it doesn't matter. Yet. 
I might have to talk to the friends of the league and see uh they can rein you in a little bit. Hey, uh Slack and Gore offline, and he let it slip that he's excited to see the best available board is back this year. Confirm or oh. didn't? Hmm. It's hmm. not. I, oh. I'm not sure where. But you know what? But here's what I'll do. No, I won't because you predicted I won't make the playoffs. Oh, wow. So maybe the year after next. We'll talk about it. Let's let's talk about it offline. Is that is that a rule we could vote on and implement next year at the owner's meeting? No. No. I'm going to try and get a quorum on this. Hold <laughs> you to it. If you can get eight guys to agree with you, you're good. Yeah, the biggest problem is not everyone's next best available is everyone else's next best available. So that's why it would never work. <laughs> that's a numbers game. I'd go with the numbers. Well, outside of all of those rules for the draft, I do know that there's been some conversation of um, leaguers flying in at various times throughout the morning and that there's going to be some leaguers meeting up for lunch. Sounds like it's at Bricks in uh, Tualatin. Um, Tualatin Commons on the water. So I know that's happening around 1230 or so, at least for some of the leaguers. Um, and I did talk with Gore. He wanted to mention that he knows that everyone's excited to get over there. And a lot of people would love to get over there early, but there's something about kind of a grand reveal or just kind of uh, everyone arriving for um, at the same time uh, uh, to see what he's been working so hard on. So I know that that start time's at 430. And uh, and I'm excited to get over and see it. Yeah, so there, there, there is some prep that has to be done. So some of us do have to go. We're going to help Gore out, you know, um, get set up. But yeah, we want it to be a, a grand reveal for the league. So it's not that you're not special or whatever. It's that we want it to be special for you. <laughs> Indeed. And the last thing is uh, bring your raincoat. And... For the champs, and we're all champs, bring your ring. Don't oh, yeah. forget your ring. I will send another reminder tomorrow and probably on Thursday morning. Bring those rings. I just went up to Luke's desk, and then I went to his nightstand, and then went to the TV where the Xbox is and got the ring. <laughs> and now it, it is in my backpack, ready to go. Awesome. I've been wearing it all week, so I don't forget, but over under one and a half champion nine balls that forget their ring. I'll give it the under. I'd have to go under because that would be two people would have to forget them. Yeah, I I could see maybe one person. I don't know who that would be. I mean, you would assume Irish Puddles wears his everywhere. End zone won't forget. You guys obviously won't forget. Products never forgets. That's everybody. So I don't know. Maybe it's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's under. It's got to be under. Right. Just saying things happen. If it, was, if it was a half, then, you know, it's an easy bet. One and a half. Yeah, that means two guys. One guy, I, I don't see it. I just don't see it happening. Not, I, I, everyone will show up with their rings. I'm here. Bold prediction. Everybody shows up with their rings because the only way, like, why would you not have your rig with you at the draft? You know what I'm saying? It is the one time a year where everyone knows what that big gotty thing. Well, it's on one of one means. of the two times a year. That's true. 
that we exactly. really want to have it with us. So exactly. Yes. And I, and I think the owner's meeting, if you forget, that's okay. It's not quite as big a deal, but the draft is a big deal. You know what I mean? Agreed. Agreed. Uh, and I know we're moving on. Yep. And this is the section that everybody wants to know about. There's a lot of chatter in the off Slack dark web. <laughs> want to know how these power rankings came together. And they're like, we need Battle of Willamette podcast flagship program to let me know why I was picked at the number I was picked. We're going to start this out at number 12 on the depth chart. Coming in at number 12, Slumlord. CJ, what are you going to so Sloan Lord's at number 12. Yeah, I mean, we got he's got the 12th roster, number 12 roster. I mean, he doesn't I don't quite know who his IDP guy is, so we'll worry about that later. His draft is number nine, his fab is eleven. These are facts. But what I will say is that he's got a pretty young team, right? So he's got he's in the bottom bottom three youngest teams. Um, he's got some decent players. We'll see. I mean, he's got Judy has a injury, and so does um, Miles Sanders. So there's soft tissue inju- in- injuries. He could go into week one with only three guys from his keepers. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't think any surprise here at number 12. I did reach out to him and just kind of ask about the IDP position and what happened there. He told me he thought it stood for invisible defensive player. <laughs> So I don't know, maybe he's going to pull something out of his hat at the, at the draft um, to be determined, but it was a little shocking um, to see that these were the keepers that were kept. He's got a lot of confidence in Miles Sanders. And I think there's been a lot, enough chatter out there about Debo and what he gave up, but look, he's coming into this league as the rookie. I know that oftentimes the rookie takes a couple years in this league to kind of figure it out. He's a smart guy. Um, these are, these are definitely some, some woes going into a second draft, but, uh, I think big picture he'll figure it out. Well, let's move on. Number 11. Badonga, longa, ronga, bronca. <laughs> so roster number 10 improved. Okay. I got some guys that I think are where I need to be. I don't have any soft tissue industries and I have, a or injuries and I do have an IDP. My draft is the worst draft. And my fab is number four. But, you know, I got a young team. Uh, it's an up-and-coming team. I think I got a lot of high ceilings. But what do you think, Duck Cowboy? Well, for as many years as you and I have played this game of fantasy football, I know the value that you put on a keeper squad. So some eight, nine months ago, you had a draft that was much better than number 12. I'd say it's probably around one or two. And you turned that draft into a core of young, I'd say average age of around 25 for this core of, of uh, keepers. And I think that you know how much value is in that core of keepers to have a team going forward. So this is a, what do we call it? A re retooling year. Yeah. I I mean, it's, yeah, it's probably more retooling and I'm the only one officially in that phase. I mean, there are other teams that are like, we'll say later they're in that, but they're not. So I think you were committed, you had a plan, you executed, you're going to go into this draft, yes, without a draft pick until the fourth round with the number 12 overall draft. Um, 
but it was a it was a one and a half two year process and i think this is the start of uh moving up but number 11 is probably accurate yeah i'm, I'm okay with it you know it's better than 12 i mean wouldn't want to be that guy it's embarrassing all right let's move on well first of all who who is your go-to quarterback once field goes down probably be, i'm gonna say i don't know i don't know but i I would say that that's not going to happen. He has a head that doesn't get shifted around and he should last the whole season. So I'm mm-hmm. pretty good about it. But let's go Perfect. with number 10. Hip Moving on number 10. The always great on the rise, pretty low on the power rankings, Hip Hopopotamus. Hey, and if you listen to... I think there's a really good chance this team can be good. I think Jordan Love's going to have to dump off. I know I already said this, but I just, since, Bud, you didn't hear it, I want you to hear it here. <laughs> I do think that there's going to – I think Aaron Jones has a chance to be top three. I think that's your boy. I think he's going to have to play good if the Packers want to be competitive. But your roster is number nine. Your draft is 11th. And your fab is six, so you've got some work to do. You have one of the older teams in the league. But what do you think, Justin? Well, I think that the guy that was casting stones about quarterbacks going down on the last slide, (laughs) be careful casting stones in glass houses because this is a fragile situation. And I, too, think you have the potential to have a very good year. But I also think that Rodgers has a potential to have a very good year. And I understand the dilemma that you were faced with. I think that that one decision is going to kind of dictate what this season has to hold for you. I am a Tua fan. I'm rooting for him. But if he goes down and Rodgers goes off, it could be a really big difference. I'm also shocked that Tyreek Hill is 29. Yeah, Tyreek's up there. Aaron Jones is 28. I mean, this is your year. TJ Watts 28 now. This is your year, bud. You like you gotta you gotta navigate this season like you did when you won the championship. It's, this is it. Lastly, I know there were a whole bunch of people in the first round that were very frustrated that you stuck with TJ Hawkinson instead of going a different direction with Cooper or someone else. I, I don't know. There could have even been an option in there for two quarterbacks to be kept. But uh, a lot of frustrated people with that. I think you did you did well there. He's going to have a huge year, um, a contract year. So good luck to you. Uh, draft is number eleven, so got it. Got to make the most of those draft picks. But uh, coming in at number ten is our guy Hip Hop. Yeah, having that first rounder is good. You can yeah. make the best of it. All I'm saying, Tua, Ninja. Giant helmet. <laughs> Moving on, number nine. One of my favorite people on this podcast. Oh, wait, no, this isn't Justin, because I was looking at my cowboy guy. <laughs> number nine. Our guy, Hawk Attack, from the buzz. CJ, what do you got? Well, Hawk Attack, you know, he's he's very proud of his roster. Um, he's, you know, he really talks it up. He, he believes in it. It came in at number 11. Um, his draft is number three, so he has some depth. He's got, obviously, we've heard about the number one pick. We'll see what he does there. 
Pretty sure it's Bijan. If it rains, it's Jameer Gibbs. And if there's an earthquake in Orange County, then he has to go with um, Tank, right? Tank Bixby. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what happens on Thursday. But we'll see what he does. You know, his draft is three and his fab is nine. He's got a young, younger team. He's kind of middle of the pack, we'll say. I mean, he's he's not he's not the oldest. He's not the youngest. I think he's he's got some some guys on there that could do a lot. You know, it's starting to look like Mark Andrews is probably his best player. But what do you think, Doug Cowboy? Well, I don't know if this draft is weighted heavier on that first overall being such a slam dunk. But I know there's a bunch of demons for Hawk Attack in first rounds of multiple drafts that we've had in the past here. I think this one's a can't miss. And so I know that he can at least rely on that first overall pick being a home run. What I do think is a little bit scary for his roster. I say scary. I've thrown it out there before. I think it's the opposite of scary. I'm not a big fan of Terry McLaurin. I just don't know that um, I think he has the talent. I think with a different team, he'd probably be a much better wide receiver. Uh, he's been true to him uh, throughout. And so we'll see where that goes. The bigger issue is Travis Etienne. I think he was a home run. We fall in love with the first round draft picks, but I'm going to tell you, Tank Bigsby, not, not to be confused with Clayton Bigsby, look no further, fella. <laughs> As for my guy products, but Tank Bigsby is going to take a lot away from this backfield. And uh, Travis Etienne, I think, is going to be a fraction of the player that we think his ceiling is. So I think you got to worry about that, too. Um, and lastly, I'll throw it out there since we're breaking down the full team. This Trey Lance acquisition, I don't think it's a big deal, but I listened to Dak Prescott's conference the other day. And he was moping. Instead of being a leader and secure with his number one job, he started talking about, well, this is just part of the business and everything. And I was shocked at his response. Yeah, he sounded like a real puss. And you sure. don't get that back. And I don't know where that came from. He's always been someone who is a little fragile uh, mentally. And as a Cowboys fan, I know that I know there's reasons why they brought Trey Lance in but I don't think that they expected it to affect Dak like that. And I'm concerned. Well, I just, you know, yeah, it's, it's a weird situation. I do think it'll be fine, but there is something there that needs to be monitored. And that is probably why the Cowboys are, you know, mediocre at best with Dak. We'll move on. Number eight, my MVP, your MVP. <laughs> Jared Goff's team. We're looking at our favorite guy. He got me. Yeah, he got me. Comes in roster number seven, uh, draft number eight, but he has the most fab. He is a. He's turning into a bit of a in-season bloodhound. So we'll see what happens there. I think that you know, Jonathan Taylor is out four weeks. He's not. He's on the pup officially. He won't be back until week five. Dalvin Cook's in an odd situation, but if we know that Jonathan Taylor went on the pup on July 25th, did he come off of it and then back on after the 18th of August? If he did, 
He got me could enact our freshly new IR keeper spot, move Jonathan Taylor to that spot, and pick up somebody else from his roster. Like, you know, I'm not sure who else he had. I know he has Pacheco on there, who's ranked pretty high, but I think that there's a possibility, and I did throw that out. If he can find proof of it, then there's a possibility that he could put Jonathan Taylor on the IR and then bring on Pacheco. So we'll see. Yeah. And these are what we call loopholes in the industry, but I'd like to to bring it up that we, everyone sat and we did discuss this at length when we were voting on this. Um, and everyone kind of said, well, what are the odds of this happening? It's probably happened six or seven times um, since we've had this league together. And uh, so if this is a loophole that just happens to work out for he got me, it's going to be a pretty big advantage. Um, and let's just remember when we're voting on these things and we're, we're all kind of having side conversations and there's details and the what ifs and whatever, and all these scenarios, like they do tend to hit here and there. Um, and this would be one of them that could be big for, he got me. Yeah. We, but but the rule is the injury has to, or the designation doesn't matter what you, they think they had an injury or whatever. The designation has to be assigned after keepers and before the draft. So there's that 12 days or so in there. Which in this scenario, everything I've looked into, I believe he was already designated on the pup yeah. prior to. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to come into play here, but close call. Um, I think I could spend a little more time on this slide. I know we'd be going over. I'll say that he got me. He's never really been a huge fan of the power rankings. Um, <laughs> and, and, and in his defense, you know, he was in the bridge bowl last year and he's coming out number eight here, but um, I noticed that his fab is up. He always knows how to earn money. That's one thing I know about. He got me, but the other thing is that he had a lot of players and he had to make some decisions at keeper time. And I think that's why he's down at number eight right now. Agreed. Moving on. Number seven. K2G2, my guy, my fellow winner of the pub crawl at the owner's meeting, still looking for our prizes. No one, no one finished. No one finished. Except K2 and G2 and I. We missed a whole stop on the two, actually. Hey, I think that's the problem of the friends of Willamette or friends of the league. Well, no. let's talk about it the next owner's Maybe. meeting and we'll figure it out then. All right. K2 G2, seven, bring it. <laughs> All right. So K2 G2. First offseason, he managed to keep an IDP player, which is great. He's got the number six roster. I think it's Lamar Jackson. It's Brees Hall, Cam Akers. Good. This is a solid team. I think Joe Mixon really Joe Mixon really put him over the top there. He's got the number seven draft and number three in Fab. Solid team. There are some question marks on how good some of these guys are, but it is a solid team. I agree. And he was able to successfully turn around a crap team and get this to a number six roster. I think that that's a pretty big deal. I think that he did ultimately what a lot of people were kind of scared of doing um, this off season, because I think as a league, we've started to really become more of a dynasty thought press process than a, a win this year process. Um, and literally with a single player, 
at a very low price and Joe Mixon, he was able to drastically boost his roster by adding the 27 year olds. So that um, with the addition of, of Cam Akers um, really turned this thing around. I will say that Brees Hall uh, didn't do him any favors um, with the addition of Dalvin Cook, but I do think Brees Hall is ultimately going to be on the the forty six or the sixty forty split of that backfield. Um, at least that's how it'll start. We'll see how it finishes. Um, if if he's truly healthy, he's got the young legs, um, and I think this is a, a a pretty good team for for uh, first go at it for for K two G two. Agreed. I think it's we'll, we'll see how it turns out. But he did make he made two big moves this summer for a new guy. Didn't overspend. Good job. Is, right. is Lamar Jackson gonna slip up after getting the contract? I'm gonna say no. Me too. Chip on the shoulder. Number six. Our guy, fellow champion, friend of the show, <laughs> Enzo. Yeah, and this is the oldest team in the league, so keep that in mind. He's had this core team, so he's had Henry, uh, Diggs, Devontae Adams, Josh Allen, since his championship year in 2020. So this team's getting older. His youngest guy, Kenneth Walker, is a little bit of a question mark, but this is still a solid team. He's number four roster. His draft is ninth, and his fab is eighth. This it'll be really interesting to see what Enzone does this year to transition to keep you know this Enzone brand, which has been solid the last three years. Can he keep it going? I agree, and I know oftentimes people talk about NFL franchises, the teams taking on the um, the look or the overall uh, feel, the identity, if you will, of their city or of their coach. Uh, none could be truer than this. This roster is both loyal, like end zone, and old, like end zone. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's all I have. Okay, well, let's move on. <laughs> Love you, if he's not out doing a flip on the wakeboard, he is hammering out his draft. Number five, Products. Yeah, uh, listen, Products, I think, has seen a lot of challenges in the last few weeks, probably more so with his keepers than anyone. He's got the number seven roster, which I would say he was probably more like the number three roster a month ago. He's got the number two draft, and if you look at his draft, it's scary good. He's in all the right places. This is a good draft. He's always right in there. He's got the number five fab, but he's got a young team. One of the younger teams, I would say. And we'll see what he, you know, he's in the bottom three or the, the top bottom three youngest teams. He's good. His young team, his team's going to be around a while. We'll see. Burrow's kind of the key. Is Burrow going to be okay? What do you think, Duck Cowboy? Yeah, I mean, it's it's no secret that Products does what he does. Um, and there's some secrets, uh, a lot of whispers and things that have been out there over the last couple of weeks of even people in the first round of this draft trying to fall back to the second round because there's a little bit more value there. And uh, 
there's a guy in products that happens to own a whole bunch of picks in the second and the third round. So he's positioned very well for this draft. Um, I will also say that no one's laughing right now at all the fab that was spent on Garrett, Garrett Wilson uh, has, has the ability to be the breakout player of the year uh, this fantasy season. And I just don't see how it doesn't happen uh, with Aaron Rodgers and the jets there. I will say that the fantasy gods have looked out for the rest of the league a little bit um, in potentially having Zeke take some of those goal line carries from Stevenson. Um, and I know that uh, Najee is, has, has been a guy that um, has had his ups and downs. I think Pittsburgh is set for a really big bounce back year this year. Um, but I, I have a feeling that there's some other running backs in that backfield that might take a little bit of that that uh, that that running back share a bit off of Najee's plate. So if any of us want to have a chance to kind of compete this year with uh, with products, those things will have to happen. But no doubt he's going to have a good draft. Um, he's a lot like uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, the heartbeat, the heart rate never really goes up. Um, he's kind of. I guess Mike Cool uh, at the draft. He's going to do what he does: giggle, get drunk late, and talk loud. <laughs> Sounds about right. Number four, our host of the party, our host of the draft, Gore. Yeah, Gore. Tough off season. Lots of decisions to make. It came down to the wire for him. We know that. But his roster lands at number five. His draft number four and his fab is 10. He gave up some of that fab, but he's got a young, solid squad. I think his running, I think he, his running backs are where it's probably he's going to have to focus in the draft. We'll see what he decides to do. He's got those three first round picks. But what do you think, Duck Cowboy? Well, I think it was a couple of really key acquisitions that turned this franchise around. Not that it needed to be turned around because he's competitive year in and year out, but. Um, the most deserving is bringing in another really dominant team, and he's got a really good draft. It says number four overall here, but that first round could really make or break the direction that this goes. So um, I know that at keeper time, I think we threw out a couple of uh, emojis and gifs that uh, made fun a little bit of the J.K. Dobbins situation. He certainly cannot quit him. Uh, they've had a love affair for a few years. The guy just can't stay healthy. There's a lot of people that rush in that backfield, including the quarterback um, and in Lamar Jackson. And I just, uh, I don't know, but I do know that um, that Gore is going to be just fine. He'll draft well, put on a good party for us. And, um, you know, he'll compete this year. He'll be right, right in it in the playoffs at the end of this. Yeah, well, I haven't predicted to go to the Bridge Bowl this year, but – I do think that if I have to make a decision between Alvin Kamara, Kyle Pitts, who he also has a deep, deep love affair with, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. J.K. Dobbins, I don't know if I land on J.K. Dobbins, but he's the man. He knows. It comes from the guy that says he may take two tight ends in the draft this year, so <laughs> who <laughs> loves a good tight end as much as me? Apparently, Gore. Number three! Our favorite fake oh. American, Shocker. Irish Puddles. Whoa. Listen, yeah, I mean, the best roster, no surprise there. All five of his 
offensive guys are top 25 is he's got the number one DB in Derwin James. This is a solid roster. He's got the fourth best draft, 11th and fab, which he's never been one to really manage his fab or care about it. So that's fine. Looking like he's solid. We'll see what he can do. Can he handle being a champ and trying to repeat? We'll see. What do you think, Duck Cowboy? Oh, and he has a top three old. His team's old. They're yep. old. And that's where I was going to go with this. One, speaking of top three, I'm surprised to see him in the last power rankings at number three. Uh, I don't know if you're poking the bear. We're going to, uh, you know, that we're going to have to hear about it on Slack for, you know, a full week leading up to, <laughs> to kickoff here. So I'm a little upset about that, but I guess we can all grit and bear it. As much as he talks about being young, I know Olave did get him younger, but you're right. He's he he's got Kelsey and and McCaffrey at 27. Um, Mahomes is a sneaky 27 at this point. Obviously, QBs can play a lot longer, um, but uh, it it's a fantastic roster. It always is going in. What we don't know is the wild card of draft night and you know trades of six third rounders for one running back or Jamison gets a hold of him and things go sideways. You know, we just got to get through draft night and see where things land. And then we can kind of do another power rankings after that and see how the season's going to go. He's always been his own worst enemy. I think that he buttoned that down quite a bit last year and it paid off. Um, but that was, uh, that was post draft. We got, we really got to get through the draft uh, to see where this thing's going to be. But look, it's Irish Puddles. We all love to hate him. <laughs> hate, hate to love him. And uh, it'll be another year with this Irish son of a bitch. Yeah. He, yeah. He just, he's a, he gets the fever. He gets the trade fever and he can't stop. We'll see what happens. Well, the other thing, too, that's going against him this year is uh, Pierce's mobile. So. <laughs> You can't, I mean, you can't just set him down and contain him in one area. It's you're on the move now. So yeah, yep. live with that. You think Pierce could grab that phone and accidentally execute a trade? Ooh, <laughs> I hope so. Maybe, maybe miss set a lineup. I'm going to talk yeah. to him. I'm going to teach oh, Pierce what that, that, how to work the He might just swipe that roster spot open. Just <laughs> be the downfall. You never know. We are in the top two. Of the power rankings. Whoa! Battle of the Willamette flagship wow. program number two. My guy from up north, <laughs> the Electrocutioner. Yeah, and I, you know, I Electrocutioner's all in this year, and I, I'll say it was close. In fact, I'd say the top five, it was close. Right? You're, I mean, these are any change to draft picks or. Fab or whatever would make a change there. Like, this is how close these top guys are. Electrocutioner comes in, he's got the number two roster. It's a decent roster. Uh, I think Herbert's the only thing pulling him down from a ranking standpoint. Herbert's just, you know, he's a little bit lower and, you know, and uh, Watson, but he's got a solid team. They are old. He's in the top in age for sure. Um, he's got, you know, his, his defensive guy's old, Nick Chubb's 27, Eckler's 28, so it's a little bit older. He's kind of in between, but he's got the number four draft, but he's got the number one fab, so it's close. 
But he comes in at number two. Yeah, and when you talk about all in, I mean, this is a guy who spent a long time. He said it before on Slack and everywhere else that he saves. I think he said he's cheap. Um, for years, he built up that draft capital, and he decided to spin this year, and it's paid off. Um, I uh, I think that the team is is solid. I I think Herbert's going to have a huge year. I think this could be his breakout year. We all know that he has a new offensive coordinator. Our boy. Uh, that's right, our boy. But I do want to point out one thing that I'm noticing as we're going through these power rankings, and everyone will notice when the slides are 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 out, is that the the other category is is no longer in there. So this looks like it's being based off of roster, draft, and fab, which feels like pure science. Pure. Pure science. Pure science. It's always been pure science, but um, the the other is missing. So make sure you check that out. This is as accurate as rankings can get. We have Electrocutioner at number two. He's all in. It's going to be a battle uh, in the division. And um, and I think he's going to have a pretty big year. Yeah, I agree. All right. I guess that leaves us to obviously duck out. roll, please. <laughs> My favorite person on this podcast, <laughs> our guy, Duck Cowboy, CJ. Yeah, this is this is the number three roster. He's got the best draft and number seven fab. So it, like I said, it was close. But what you need to know about this team is that it's one of the youngest teams in the league, not only is he ranked the highest, but it's young. It's young. It's ready. It's it's ascending. This is a good team. You take Cooper Cup out of there, he's by far the youngest team in the league. But Justin, I don't even know if I want to hand it over to you or what. But maybe maybe I should hand it over to Bud and Bud, you can give us your analysis because I don't think anyone wants to hear from Duck Cowboy. But you know what? Screw it. Duck Cowboy, just you can give us thirty seconds. I'll keep this short. No, I kid. I I don't I don't know. It's Bud's birthday, and all of a sudden I get this birthday present. I know we've got. Uh, I can I can feel the eye rolls uh, throughout as everyone's in their car and homes listening to this podcast, and I embrace those eye rolls. So, go fuck yourself, leaguers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I am excited. I told everyone I'm going to go young. These are just young people that have a potential to break out. It could go either way this year, but it does give me the flexibility. Uh, to draft for this year and not think about uh, dynasty draft thought process. I mean, there's an option to go with some some older uh, producers, wide receiver ones, running back ones that other people are going to let fall to me. And so I'll take them. I'm looking forward to this season. And I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's all we got. 12 to 1. 12 to 1. How's everyone uh bold prediction on who's gonna light it up first with saying bullshit on uh Duck Cowboy? Well, I think it's gotta be Hawk Attack. Hip hop. Right? Oh wait. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> other than other than hip hop. <laughs> well and I, I know that that's well, I would say the biggest surprise, but maybe to some not the biggest surprise. Are the, is there another surprise out there for anyone hip hop? I don't think so. I don't I think that's it. Science. Science. I mean, you take the other out of it. I mean, it's hard to argue with anything. <laughs>
Well, that's it. That's all I got tonight. Well, rest in peace, other. Yeah. I'm all get off your other high horse and <laughs> rein it in. So, well, uh, thanks to my two experts for uh, bringing the knowledge and bringing the information about uh, um, the draft. The Gore, uh, everybody meet at Gore's on Thursday at, at 4.30, not before. Doors open at 4.30. Anyone that comes earlier can wait out front in the rain. Um, not going to rain. Don't say that. And then the draft will start at 6.30. All right. So don't drink and draft. Don't drink and draft. Don't or drink. Or at drink. least don't throw up before you start drafting. <laughs> that's probably that's probably good. Those that are is to live by. That has never worked out for anyone. I think there's only one person that did that, and it hasn't worked out well for them. How do you throw up before the draft? Like you haven't even started, and you're already so drunk. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like most of us are coming right from work, so I mean it's. It's hard to already be drunk when you get there, but I kind of feel like there's only one guy coming straight from work. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, there won't be one guy throwing up prior to the draft. So <laughs> thanks everybody for listening. Uh make sure and like and subscribe. Send it to your friends in Europe and Asia. That's where we're huge. Yep. We're in North America if you want to pass it along. But uh um Thanks, Justin. Thanks, CJ. And we will uh, see all of you at the draft on Thursday. Bye. Bye.